Welcome. We are the Projectile Lunchcast, a group of friends with a combined professional video games industry experience of over 20 years. More importantly, we have collectively been discussing video games for close to a century, including during most of our lunch breaks. People forced to witness these arguments kept telling us to just get a room and make a podcast. So that's what we did. We don't think they had any idea what they were bargaining for, yet here we are. And we couldn't be more excited to have you, dear listener, join us on this adventure. Welcome back to Projectile Lunchcast, episode 28. My name is Marcel, and I'm stoked to be here today with my uh, court-appointed friends, Richard. Hey. And Basti. Your Honor. Thank you. And today we will talk about a topic that has been on gaming news everywhere lately for a multitude of reasons, and that is game delays. But before we get into the game delays, we have to honor the time-honored traditions, because that's what you do with time-honored traditions, you honor them of talking about this game, uh, the game of today in history. It is uh, January 23rd, mm-hmm. and I found two notable games. Well, one is more notable as a historical anecdote. Actually, both of them kind of are. Has one of you guys played Sid Meier's Sim Golf, which came out in 2002 this day? I have not. Have you played it, Richard? Neo-Turf you, Masters are nothing. Fuck you, off. You look like somebody who's into golf games, Richard. I am into golf games, I, 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 but I think uh, the are oldest... Are you simulating golf game the, courts? The oldest golf thing that I really remember playing was Lynx. So no sim No sim golf. That was, that was way later, though. Who released yeah. the about game January 23rd? You release a sim golf obviously, game. Obviously, yeah. Sid Meier does that. That seems like a really hot golf game release window. I've so, never played it, but like I heard a lot of. I know, for example, like the Penny Arcade guys, they did comics about how much they got addicted to that game. So. Sim golf, okay. Seems to have been a hit. I think I played a golf game once, which was some golf game on the original Game Boy. Mario I don't golf. Remember anymore? Was it a Mario? Was it a Mario game? No. No. I could, what because depending on the that's probably way too early for the Tiger Woods golf resuscitation. You seem to be a real uh, golf game connoisseur. Well, this is the, like Tiger Woods was Didn't the time where they had like the, the yearly golf game. Yeah, me and my dad used to play golf games. We we played uh, Wildlife Country Club on on sixty four. It only had one one course. But did you also play real golf? Yes, we've played real golf. I am garbage. He is much better. Uh, did you play varsity golf in high school? Absolutely not. I grew up in the middle of nowhere. Well, that leaves a lot of room and space for golf courses. Not a lot of golf courses, though. More cows. A lot of cow courses. Cow courses, that's nice as well. And the other game that came out uh, on this day in history, it's not notable at all for itself. It's uh, (laughs) NBA Inside Drive 2002. Is that a golf game? No, it's an NBA game, obviously. But do you remember that for the first couple of years of the original Xbox, Microsoft had a full suite of American sports games because EA Sports was not on Xbox, they were exclusive to PS2. Ah. Yeah. I think for like two or three years, and then EA came to, I believe, came to Xbox, but still not online. Like you could play some of the games online for a year on PS2, I think, but not on Xbox. So you had NBA Inside Drive, which I've never played. I played the golf, sorry, the, the ice hockey game from Microsoft. I can't remember the name right now. Everything is gold today. Nope. And I, I played a lot of uh, NFL Fever. I first got into American football as a sport through NFL Fever because I was an Xbox. It was a Microsoft game, so I had to try it. I rented it from the local video place. Okay. I, I think it had Peyton Manning on the cover. I think the, uh, the, the, the most intro to... Uh, American football that I've seen from Europeans is uh, is Blitz NBA Blitz and cheerleaders. Right, NFL Blitz derp huh? cheerleaders was the cheerleaders in that no but like as a concept that's I mean that's you could play American as, sports concept you could play as Scorpion in Blitz so like wouldn't you rather do that like the animal the Mortal Kombat character like what? the Rock they like Raiden they had because like the Midway made him. Holy shit! This is like like when Midway was putting Mortal Kombat characters into everything. Like uh, like what what what's the pre control control game? Mortal Golf? No, it wasn't. More, they had a go kart one, not Combat Golf. golf. There um, probably exists. Second set? No, that was Codemasters. No, it's uh, Psyops. Psyops, yeah. You could play a scorpion in Psyops. Mm. Stuff like so that. So he can make you come over here both through mental powers and also by singing. I don't think they call it the stinger. Hmm. It's 
But he'd be a cool golfer because he could just, you know, teleport. All right. Rip people's spine out. You know, like if you if you shoot under him, he just he just peels his face off and burns you alive. Imagine his golf club is his spine. His own spine? No, or Sub-Zero, spine. Sub-Zero's yeah. spine. It yeah. can be anybody's spine. Anybody's right? spine. He's an equal spine-ripping opportunity kind of guy. Okay, so yeah. we, we paid our tributes to Microsoft's short-lived. I think they did it for three years, I believe. Or maybe uh, just two years. I just want to say that I am ready for a new golf game. By yeah. whom? Yeah, I don't care. This is a By golf Scorpion. RPG, JRPG kind of like game where a lot of people are talking Golf about. Story. Yeah, Golf Story. Yeah, that's well, not that's a golf, not really game. golf I, game. I, 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 I li- golf in that game. I, I like he means playing proper golf. I liked Golf Story a lot. It's a fun game. Even if you're not into golf, it's really uh, funny um, and the writing's great and okay. it's, it's a very cute, fun thing. But like, yeah, the actual golf in that is pretty, pretty bare bones. I'm talking like a golf game. So for proper, proper hardcore golf gamers like you. It doesn't even need to be hardcore. Just like, give me Do you like know the... what else is pretty bare bones? Mm-hmm. Some of Scorpion's victims. Ah, you could have gone with his fake. He's a skeleton. He's a skeleton Dude, man. I know jack shit about Mortal Kombat. But Scorpion's a skeleton man. Okay, so shall we move on to the topic at hand? I see that. I delayed my response. What? Because we're talking about delays. Like I delayed my response. Can we cut this in post? Absolutely not. Okay, so today we're going to talk about game delays. Yeah. Um, I believe we have all, at some point, firsthand been involved in games getting oh, delayed yeah. that we worked on. Uh, oh yeah. And maybe what is uh, so we're going to look as usual. We're going to try to look at it both from you know from both sides as the people who delay shit, but also as the people who get annoyed because they want to play games like Marvel's Avengers this year, Richard. Right. So so I mean how like. For this year alone, how much has this year been the most... It seems like a pretty delay-heavy year. I think there were five notable delays so far this year. And we're... What is it today? The 23rd. So yeah, it's like three weeks into the year. I think there's been five. There's been Final Fantasy, Avengers, Dying Light 2, Iron Man, and there was one more thing. I think there was something else, yeah. Yeah, cyber- cyberpunk. cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, little cyberpunk. known indie game. Little cyberpunk. Known indie game cyberpunk, like small up, up cares, and coming but... yeah. Polish guys. So, but but first of all, um, I'd like to hear your thoughts. So uh, uh, we have different roles here. So Basti is the guy who has to sell a delay to the community. Obviously, yeah. mm-hmm. no. you are the kind of guy who is Richard is is at fault when stuff gets delayed, right? Oh sure, sure. I'm usually at fault for anything, any problem that anybody throws at me. It's somehow my fault. So, um, just like your, your opening statements, gentlemen, like the first thing you hear when you like on the topic of game delays, what's the first thought that comes to your mind? Uh, industry side or consumer side? Whatever. First thing that comes to your mind. I don't know what happens. God knows. I'm, I'm terrified to know what goes on in your head. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see that. Basti, you want to you go? Yeah. He's just going to say Xbox Game Pass now. Yeah. Xbox Game Pass. <laughs> it's uh, never delayed. It's always less. there. Um, I mean, it's 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 a tough spot. Like most cases where a game got delayed, it was a situation where the extra time was absolutely needed. Mm-hmm. But it was rarely a situation where oh, if we get this a little bit of extra time, we'll have less stress or just a bit more time to ensure quality. It was usually in a situation where like oh, we we need to absolutely ensure that something's working. Some core features did not turn out in the quality we wanted to, so we need to push through and need some extra time. Um, there was, in fact, one instance, the latest game I worked on, where I had the feeling the extra time was not uh, causing, let's say, crunch or heavy overtime or additional stress. It, it helped in that case to, to uh, work more or less as a stress re- relief. Mm. But in most cases, um, it, that also like collides somehow with the idea of, of communities. Like sometimes people are getting angry about that when games are getting delayed because I took vacation. Um, I, I requested vacation for Richard of, on his behalf on the original release date of Avengers. He doesn't know that. Oof, yikes. But also they say, oh yeah, take, take your time. Take, take as much time as you like. We love you guys. So there's also more and more, especially yeah. with fan favorite games, it's kind of like, oh, you're, you're absolutely amazing, guys, we love you because you delayed your game and that makes everything better. And then this part of players um, also forgets, obviously, the stress and the pressure on the, on, the, on the development team. So 
both opinions, like from, oh, I got a got vacation, why do I have to wait six months longer, up to, oh yeah, everything is awesome, you guys rock because you delayed your game. It's kind of like, comes from an egocentric uh, point of view. Well, I mean, you're going to get that anyway. Like, any, 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 uh, anything you do is going to be met with a certain amount of, like, hey, fuck you guys. Yeah. Um, but the interesting thing to me, the question I wanted to ask you is, like, we're looking at two, both of you guys, actually, because, I mean, this is, this falls into both of your, your purviews. But uh, we got two types of announcement very recently, right? So the Cyberpunk um, delay was like, hey, we're going we're gonna to work on this. Uh, I think their exact words were regardless of how many people it kills. But um, they said, hey, we're going to work on this until September. It'll be out in September. Yeah. And then with Dying Light, it was like, we're going to delay this. Stay tuned. How important is attaching a delay date to your delay? Like, I feel like if you had a set date, mm-hmm. then you should have a new set date. Yeah. That you communicate. No. Like, if it's something like... Well, spring 2020 you, is a set date, right? Or it, yeah, no, is like, that already ambiguous enough to not worry about it? That, that, to me, would be fun enough. Like, if it's something like, hey, this game comes out, let's say, what's a good example? Like, March, uh, May 4th, maybe? Right. No, when, should, when was Avengers supposed to come out? May 8th, May 10th? I don't know. But yeah, so like you have a set date and then you delay it. I think that at that point you should have a new set date. Like, okay, we're, we're delaying this to whatever, yeah. October or October 5th. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, if it's more like a thing like, you know, originally saying, uh, you know, the trailer said 2020. And then you say, hey, um, we need more time. We're delaying this into 2021. I think that's also acceptable because, you know, you never gave that concrete date. But I think if you, if you give like a concrete date that is... Maybe the implications, you know, you really know what you're doing towards the state. And if then suddenly you move it, but there's no new date, I think that that sets alarm bells off for some people. It's like, wait, what's going on there? Like, is there, is there a big, bigger problem? Are there like like underlying issues here? Why why do they not give a new date? Like, is is this a huge thing that's happening? So if that, that that I think would be my take on it. So do you agree? Pastor? Yeah. So if you if you look at the the dying light too, which was really just an ambiguous kind of spring 2020. Are are you? Do you have more concerns than polish and quality with the with their delay announcement? I mean, you know, th- there's always like context stuff. For example, with them, they have uh, I think like a little bit of a checkered history of of announcing stuff, canceling stuff, stuff disappearing. Obviously, that's not going to happen. With Dead Island Two. Um, that's not them. I know. This year, I feel like it's also a little bit of a special case. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because I feel like a lot of delays or like things that are not properly given a date or something, it's due to next-gen stuff. Like uh, there's there's certain things, okay, this is going to be a next-gen launch title, but we c- they don't want to reveal the date yet or something. Or they don't um, want to reveal that it's going to be a next-gen launch title. Yeah, yeah. So I think like this this year, like, you know, the, the lead-up between a console has been announced as in here's a PS5, and that console having a set date, it, like it's always like this weird dancing around where people do like you know the weirdest interviews of of, of here's fifty different ways to try to evade a simple question of yes or no. Um, I think so that, that this year is also like a bit of a special case. But yeah, usually if if it was a non-transition year and somebody says like hey this this had a relatively clear date, okay, so spring as you say it's not super clear, but like there's a there's a, a yeah. defined time frame, mm-hmm. and then suddenly it's delayed, but there's new, no new date that would get me personally thinking like, hey, what's happening there? This is suspicious. I mean, funny enough, often players um, put that argument uh, in where, is it, where they say, um, oh, the, the publisher made you delay that game, etc. Like, to be honest, in most cases, it was more a decision yeah. out from a studio. Like, yeah. it, it had a production need right. to delay the game. You, to usually it's like, daddy publisher, please I mean, we can, we can go time. through. We can go through kind of the reasons... Yeah. You know, normally. So I mean, like, like your your classic delay is is at the beginning of a project or or you know an iterative process throughout the project. Uh, the team's getting together and and looking at its core features, and uh, ideally you do what's called like a bottom up estimation, where the yep. members of the team are going to say how much this work is going to cost me, and then you add that up and all that good stuff. And the things that that typically can happen to affect those plans, because you do you do try to buffer for a certain amount of bug fixing, or you try to buffer for for a certain amount of iteration. You know, because these things have to go through gates. But like, if something's just not coming together, or there there have been things that are just unfixable, or we, you know, fixing that breaks other stuff. I mean, there's always that kind of unforeseen possibility 
There's some, there's sometimes something it's happen. bullshit. Like, remember Marcel when we had like a two weeks um, flu going around the office? Yeah, sure. It struck so many people yeah. that some pe- teams were like uh, down to fifty percent. But not me. My resolve was iron. Or 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 you get a you get a uh, someone uh, leaves the team in an important position as an example. You need to find a replacement or stuff like this. I mean, Hello Games entire office floods. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. So I mean, that, that that'd be your that'd be your standard thing. But what what you're saying is is kind of is kind of my experience as well. Where it is not like I I, I couldn't off the top of my head for for what we're talking about. Imagine the publisher really getting involved in in that kind of delay. That's usually, right. yeah. Usually that's coming from the team. I think uh, I think that and that that would be. You know, from from my my uh, my outlook, that would be kind of the most the most common thing you see yeah. is like it's just not there. Um, we've gotten together and said we need an additional three months to do this and this and this, and then they run that up the flagpole, and the stakeholders are like, you know, bingo bango, here's the lingo. There's often more the case. I, I think ask for may- six months and get three. There's also like the thing with publishers, sure. etc. Sure. And it's like okay. I think like there may be like one maybe special case or example where it can be due obviously. Depending on what exactly the setup is of your relationship, the publishers probably the ones doing you know, like stuff like focus tests or mock reviews, and if those come in much yeah. worse than expected, right. yeah. then maybe the publisher is going to be the one like, "Hey guys, there's something Something's you should take a little look at this here." I think probably the only case where 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 that could lead to friction is if you're like a a you know for a higher studio, like mm-hmm. you you plan to work on on this project until this, and you got the next project already lined up, and then if the publisher comes and says, "Hey," You need to work on this longer. That may lead to friction because hey, we have the next project already lined sure. up that we need as a team on. Or so, but yeah, usually, I think in most cases, uh, to me, I think there's just two really two common reasons for delay. One is obviously quality. Mm-hmm. The other is the strategic stuff, which that may Th- that's more, more on the publishing, the publishing side. Yeah, I was going to get to that, but I you, mean, you so go it can ahead. still be a developer. But yeah, sure. it's it's. Uh, can be stuff, of course, like, you know, are you are you going to come out a super competitive window? Right. Like we saw that two years ago and one and a half years ago, a lot, a lot of companies try to avoid Red Dead. You know, yeah. If, yeah. if Call of Duty ditches their time-honored, like, mark over, right. over decades, dates to come early, you know something picks up, right? So that is a good reason. Again, something like strategic can, you, can of can course. Can you get into be, that a little more? Because that to me is something that I think a lot of people don't pay attention to. When you when you look at, at community feedback or you hear about stuff on the internet about why people are delaying stuff, I think I think in general, um, a lot of people never seem to focus on the cash involved in the industry when they're when they're doing a lot of their their speculation on stuff. Yeah. I, I think when I read a lot of community feedback, not not for my own stuff, because you know I hate interacting with people, but for other games. Um, like you, you always, you always get the kind of community feedback where it's it's some kind of nefarious, uh, uh, evil ploy. But but I think a lot of people never really follow the cash. And I think the competitive release window thing is something that gets overlooked a lot. Uh, it, it depends. It depends. I mean, you you had some some discussions in the gaming communities in that regards. Uh, Hmm. Not not ex- not especially the the competitive side of things, but which have shown that players out there have an understanding for uh, when is a good time to release a game. Remember yeah, but I think it's in hindsight stuff. When uh, I mean that was hindsight twenty twenty, but a lot of like the people said, "Oh, uh, you released that game uh, in a, at a shitty time, which was not good for the game." So EA got flagged from communities for the release uh, date for. To, for to time. be fair, I think I think the, the special case there, and there's there's two. You're right. That's one of the two cases that I would bring up for 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 the one that actually gets a little bit of recognition. One, one is the Titanfall two thing because. They caught shit for cannibalizing their own market. Yeah. You know, so like like the legend has it that what happened there is like Titanfall got that date. Like yeah. the, the, like respawn specifically said, hey, we want that date. Like they felt if they ever gonna go up against Call of Duty, it's it's Infinite Warfare. You know, because that mm-hmm. as we know got a lot of like question marks and hate on YouTube. So they thought, hey, this is our time. Mm-hmm. And then Battlefield got delayed. Like <laughs> Battlefield Battlefield got delayed allegedly into, and then it was like. No. You know, you had like you have your marketing partnerships and like like so Titanfall could not move anymore, and then you had the crunch of like it, within two weeks. Was it two weeks? I think like you had Battlefield, you had Titanfall, you oh, had yeah. Uh, Infinite Warfare. Yeah, I mean, either way, you know, two of those are the same publisher, so you'd think that somebody would look, and that and that's why I think it gets a lot of conversation. The other one being uh, was Alan Wake uh, coming out same day as Red Dead. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that is that. If you like knowing what you know now, and you were in charge of Remedy as is your dream, canoodling with Mr. Lake, one day, one day, um, would you have would you have pushed for a, a delay on yeah, that? Sure. Yeah. 
I mean, that, that is the thing really. Have they ever talked about that? I don't think they have. Uh, that is really the thing. I mean, you know, there, there's like, there's different tiers of competition, right? And like of, of a competitive of a competitive time frame that you're looking at. Obviously, the, the most obvious thing, you know, is, is your direct competitors, right? right. Like your, your, your Call of Duty versus your Battlefield. You know, that is exactly the genre, exactly the same platforms that you're going to look at. But sometimes there's also things that there's just like a, a handful, like, you know, absolute top tier, for example, anything from Rockstar. Yeah. Like it can be a completely different genre to your game. It can be a completely different, a different platform, you know. Um, but like there's, there's a few games that really they, they suck out all the air out of, out of the industry. Is you, if, if you have a smaller game coming out during, at the same time, are you even going to get reviews? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Because like all the websites are gonna do, try to pump and, out like and, and tons might, of stories nobody, about yeah. Easter eggs, guides, yeah. whatever for like for like Red Dead or something. You no, know? even if you um, get reviews, they might get no. buried under exactly. that. Exactly, you know that that's really the problem. Um, that or for example, like don't release games right before if you're a smaller indie game or right after E3 or something. Because like half of the games industry, like press, you know, they're busy covering E3. Like this is the worst time to try, apart from November, October and all the heavy hitters coming out, to, to get review coverage, for example, for a smaller game. I mean, so like, many, there's there's a few things that you have to be. There are many instances of good game, well-received games, some, sometimes even cult classics, which got drowned or had just like an ill-fated start because of a bad release. Beyond Good and Evil 1, such an example, which was not very successful at release. Such a good game, though. Yeah. Love it. Absolutely adore it. Great. Should make a new one. Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. Sure this seems like a dangerous prospect. Yeah. Well, it's often the case in 10 years, like, oh, this game had a bad start, and it was so good, but nobody talked about it when it was released because there was this other, like, super franchise around at the same time. So this is something you have to consider. And then I, yeah. a lot of stuff gets delayed and reshuffled that also can put other games which were set to release that yeah, all of a sudden like you have a competitor you get, you get a chain reaction sure you and, and you also have to like strategic delays yeah you, you also have to look at, at the at the publishers that are able to do that like a lot of companies are not able to hold on to their their revenue yeah. generation you know and just say hey let's push this a month or two you know because you really do have to give it room to breathe like you, you want to ideally be you know a month apart a paycheck apart from from the last big thing and, and your big thing. Yeah, I mean, uh, sometimes, you know, it's like also the reverse. Like, you will see that, for example, there, for strategic reasons, sometimes people will still go into that competitive window. Like, mm. um, probably, as was the case with something like Alan Wake, you know, where, like, first parties, for example, yes, in November or so, or October, November, all the third-party heavy hitters come out. But still, most first parties, they won't release a game during that time. Yeah. You know, that is the game that they put their platform marketing on for the year. And that game's coming out. Is is it going to sell as much? Is it is it sometimes you know is it going to get overshadowed by by something like Call of Duty? Absolutely, but I mean, still, yeah. for for the strategic reasons of like you need something to build your your console brand around, or so you still want to release and that. Also, window. like that window is is the the retail sweet spot, right? You want to you want to have like presents for when Christmas rolls around, and of course Thanksgiving also in the US. Yeah, Thanksgiving big game purchasing time. Not really. Really? So, is that a thing? That's not a thing. Thanksgiving. I mean, absolutely, I know Thanksgiving absolutely. is a thing, but you know, growing up in America, I don't remember being like, "Man, I need a game for Thanksgiving." Oh no, no. But like Thanksgiving, you want your game out before Thanksgiving. Oh, is that like ba- the cutoff? For ba- barely any tri- big triple A things are released after in, Thanksgiving yeah. until yeah. January. Or something because, because you want you, you want to be, be on there. the mind. You want to be on yes. Timmy's Christmas list early. Exactly. So when exactly. mom that's, goes shopping, that's when you be there. Yeah. When you want to be out in. Um, Little uh, little aside notes, mm-hmm. which are which, which were some as you as gamers, you know, kids, teenagers, whatever, still today. What were some of the game delays that like affected you, or you thought, man, that's a bummer. I was really looking forward to this. Dude, I was thinking about that coming in here, and I can't I can't remember a time where I was just like, oh, this delay. Like, I mean, I, you know, riding riding the train with you every morning and watching the delays hit you like physical blows. Um, it, it's hard to like it, Thor's hammer, like Thor's missing hammer. Uh, it was it was hard for me to think of a game where I was like oh, I really wanted to play that this specific month. No, it's, it's also like same for me. It's really hard. I have I have more examples of games where I think oh yeah this game I'm happy this game delays because as an example I followed a game and uh, would love to see that the maximum time and possibilities go into that game resources to make it good or um, where I think about games which. Um, came out in a very, very bad state when it could turn the time time back and have 
have any chance or impact on delaying that game, that game would have benefited from a delay. Or in this year's case, to be honest, I'm happy about that delay, but uh, about all these delays, because remember how the April was supposed to look like months ago. Like holy oh, yeah, shit! Yeah. Like how, how I'm gonna gonna it was play just one game, Final Fantasy, <laughs> Cyberpunk, and Resident Evil Three. Mm. Your one game, Marcel. Only Cyberpunk was out in April. Please get your facts straight. Yeah, but in late March to April. Is, is, Sorry, is if, Cyberpunk? If you, take, if you take more than the release month to finish a game, that's on you. That's weak. Wow. Wow. That's weak sauce. That's basically. bold. I know. And also insane, but mostly bold. Okay. What about you? What was the delay that hit you the worst? Um, uh, there were a few things that uh, I was very disappointed when uh, Destiny 1 was re- delayed by a year because like that was the thing that really got me hyped for, for the next gen and that I bought a PS4 for alongside Mr. Drake, yeah, who also got delayed twice, I think. Did it really? But he's so handsome, you can't blame him. You cannot. Um, Halo 2, like back then, like... Halo was really for me like a, a epiphany. It was like like Halo One when I came out. That's for when I started. Afterwards, like really following like online gaming media, I started like following E3 because I want to see more about that when game. When was the delay for Halo Two? Uh, a year roughly. That, but you know, a, it, that's it, a big fucking delay. Well, as I as mean, we, in as, as we've learned by now, Bungie uh, have this habit of really their games only coming together the last couple of months. So. Or, or for coming them. together and falling apart in intervals, depending or, on... Or, you know, like sometimes with Destiny, like maybe sometimes coming together like in the year after release or so. <laughs> um, what else was there? I mean, obviously, if you're a Blizzard fan, then delays are your, your you know, part and parcel of your gaming life. Sure. Right? Because everything gets delayed. What, what company is the most famous for delaying? I mean, if you want to say major company, I would have to probably say Square Enix. Discounting the subject of our podcast uh, three podcasts ago. What was the podcast? Star Citizen. But yeah, those... Yeah, I I think like when you say company, I would say more than one game because otherwise, yeah, sure, you've got 3D realms. Well, I mean, what about uh, how many times has has Riot announced and delayed and then not... Or do they not generally do they that? They never announced the game. So the, the, their announcements of last year was like a, like a benchmark. It was the first time they, they officially announced games. Yeah, okay. I think Square and probably Valve. Like, I mean, Valve Time, there's a reason Valve Time as a term exists, right? Yeah. That, yeah. That, that game yeah. is no. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like... Yeah, so Bliz- Blizzard is the, is the most delaying, delaying one. But generally, well, I, I would mean, say Square much more. So Square, like more especially with the Final yeah. Fantasy games, come on. I mean, yeah, like Versus, what came out 10 oh. years after it was released as a new game, as a different game. Sure, yeah, that's a weird way of looking at that. Yeah, I guess you're right. Um, okay, but even if, even if you don't... No, you're like, right. No, if, I, I would agree with you. But no, yeah. no, but even if we set aside, hey, that's a different game, then yeah. I think it still took like three or four years or something for... For Final Fantasy 15 to come out after it was announced, it was announced as 15 at, at E3. Yeah. For like like the E3 yeah. where they were, like PS4's first first E3. Yeah. Uh, alongside the Order, which was quite a nice game. And not delayed. Maybe should have. A little bit. <laughs> but then again, like I, I love that game, but then I think like the, the, the problems that the Order had were like that's not something you fix with like a, a couple months of delay. It was just no. The, there was I mean the, the Order the was core. polished. And usually what happens if you have a couple of months more at the end of production, you can That's polish true. something, That's true, it was a super, right? super polished game, yeah. Uh, you're not going back into features or change the core of your game when you have like three, six months more. Well, I mean, I think, I think also the, the, the concept of, of uh, ongoing maintenance in games has kind of affected the ability to delay, you know? I mean, Miyamoto has the famous delay quote, right? Like, that's the one that everybody looks to as the Bible quote for delays where... You know, a, a releasing a bad game, it's bad forever. But if you delay, a delayed game has the potential to be yeah. good someday. Um, but that's also like, I, well, with the quality, I, I agree. Yeah. But also, um, like that quote again, like it just looks at quality, but like this leaves out the strategic stuff. For example, some games, they just come too late. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, sometimes there there is a sweet spot in a genre or an idea or something or in a platform, you know, if there's not much games out. And a delay can it, it it will be a better game, but probably you know like at that point the ship has sailed for that for that game. Can you like, like like what are you thinking of? Um, Heroes of the Storm. That, yeah, it's, that's it's a, a, yeah. It's a very yeah, good. It's a very, a very polished game, but um, saturated it just, market. Yeah, it just came too late for for 
you know, for that that genre. It's just a shame. I have a list here of some infamous uh, game delays. Awesome. Um, Was it infamous? Oddly enough, not. Oh, wow. Uh, one of the game on here is that I've forgotten about, but yes, I remember like it took quite, it was a big deal back then, you know, because like this is early 2000s when game game development times were much quicker. Like, so, you know, like a four, four years was a, was a huge deal. Uh, it's the first Stalker, uh, Shadow of Chernobyl. Yeah. I think it was announced in 2001 and was supposed to come out 2003 and then it actually came out 2007. Like, it was one of games, those games Ooh. that fell completely off the radar. Most people had assumed it was dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I remember one day walking, when I, while I was studying, I walked into a, a supermarket to buy a sandwich and I saw a cover star in GameStar like Stalker was like, what the fuck, this, this thing is still alive? The question is, did Stalker actually got a lot of traction before release or I, like from, from my yeah. memories? Yeah, like when, yeah, when they announced so, yeah. that game, people yeah. were blown away by the graphics. Right. Oh yeah, true. It was also like pretty... one of the first open world shooters back yeah. then. But open world was not a thing, so yeah, that, that, that absolutely... Uh, and the AI, they, they, they freaked out about the AI, right? At this, and I can't remember. I just remember like people being blown away by the graphics yeah. and the ambition of the whole thing because, like, you know, people are hearing, like, hey, you can essentially yeah, all, of, can, all of Chernobyl. See that mountain? You can radiate it. You get, get radiated by get it. Get radiated by the mountain. Um, what else do we have here? <laughs> A game I quite liked, and I'm probably in the vast minority of this one mm-hmm. Too Human. Uh, it was I think you're originally in the vast announced yeah. uh, for the PlayStation. Right. Then yeah. kind of shifted to the GameCube, but I don't. I'm not sure if anything was ever seen from the GameCube version. Like there was some early, early footage from PS One. It looked very different. It was like a super cyberpunky Blade Runner esque game. And then it eventually came out in 2008, so nine years later, uh, as a 360 title. No a Completely different game. For however long could have saved this game or so. No, I think I still think it's well, a good game. Like there were some, uh, there were definitely mistakes, but I think there's potential. Ooh. Ooh, yeah, there is. No, there's there's something. There are things that have zero potential. Like a vent. No, I'm sorry. Okay, not even like so, your careers. No, oh, don't want to no, no. bash on to human and the most obnoxious, worst control scheme on a gamepad I've ever seen in my life. But, uh, but but there's an interesting point. I have the feeling that if you delay, if you if you're in such a long development time that you delay so much, uh, and skip console generations. Right. It happens. If you start to like uh, on GameCube, PS2, or whatever, or 360, and then oh, we work with the core of old technology, which was optimized maybe for an older console generation, especially in the era from 720 to 180. Sure. And then all of a sudden, you jump to the next console and you add some features to make it somehow fit and look good on that console. But then I think this is usually a messy situation when the, games were supposed to come out in a way way older system. This is ha- well. I mean, you know, 15. 15 was supposed to come out on an older system. It, it, no. it, did, it did all right. And also, I mean, wasn't the PlayStation a delayed console? That was a different console? This, um, this I don't know. But yeah, I mean, like, Too Human is like one of these things, like, if you want to be like, you know, um, uh, if you want to start shitting, obviously you can say this game was delayed across the console. To be fair, what eventually came out, what what that, what that console eventually became was completely different game sure. than, than what, what it ever started but out. That happens a lot. I mean, you know, if, still, if you if you attach a... I mean, that's something that, that we're, we're seeing a lot more of as, as delays become prevalent, like with stuff like StarCraft Ghosts or, or anything, like as coverage Wait, and people's interest. Back? Yeah, it's delayed, but it's coming back. Yes. So is the Command & Conquer game. Um, like, like, the history of development is a thing that people are looking into in a way that they haven't before. So games that have a big track record of being delayed or, or, or being dragged through a bunch of stuff like that. I mean, they're definitely going to feel... That's going to be part of that coverage. It's going to be part of that game's legacy. So you hear that in Two Human. I'm not sure uh, if it's the worst control scheme I've ever played, but that Jet Li game on PS2 where you still had to flick the sticks at people is also pretty rough. Uh, here's another one that I vividly remember because I was absolutely blown away by like, the original reveal and got super hyped. Yes. Team Fortress 2. Announced in 1999 yeah. as a fairly realistic... I, I remember like they showed... Uh, at E3 they showed a... a oh, yeah, I remember. A D-Day-esque landing. Like like people in landing yep. boats and like, you know, like, with like MGs and set up in bunkers and everything. You're like, wow, this... This as a multiplayer game, like all of these soldiers running around, are your friends? Man, this is fucking amazing. Then completely fell off the radar. And then again, I remember uh, I was sitting at my PC uh, later, like seven years or so later, studying. 
And uh, I went to, I think back then it was all games alpha or beta, I can't remember. It's Delta now, so yeah. It's you Delta can agent I think, by... I think it was beta. And they had like a, a leaked, alleged artwork of, of like the nine characters, like with, you know, this Pixar-esque look. And back then, I think there were no games looking like this. Right. Like it was, I just saw it was like, holy, f- like wait, no, holy, what? Yeah. You're like, so the D-Day landing, like seven years later, it's this now? Yeah. This looks cool, but like also what happened is like... That was. Um, Did they do? Didn't they do something similar with Borderlands? Yeah, Borderlands looked gritty, realistic, very, very brown. But that wasn't delayed. And I think it was delayed also for for like a couple of months or maybe in a year or so to to change the art styles. Oh, wait, they they did something similar with Fuse. Oh. Which one? I liked Fuse, and I finished Fuse several times. They they did it other way around. They have shown a trailer. At E3 with a review of like super comic-esque. Is that the one with the dude with the yellow visor on the cover? No, like he's no, got that's Hayes. Hayes. Yeah. No, Which it's both uh, radical and Ubisoft. Cover shooter from EA, sci-fi cover shooter, Mass from Effect style action cover shooter, which was supposed to be if a you very say cover shooter one more time, I will drag you behind Pix- cover and show cover you. shooter. Pixar-esque, whatever Pixar art style. Very cool comic art style. Insomniac. At the beginning, and then. I think they also delayed it and changed the art style to your gen- generic run-of-the-mill sci-fi but shooter. See, like, I, I, never, shooter. I, ne- I never got that. Like, first of all, Brute Force is a heavily stylized game. And that like Fuse, it was not as much as the E3. It was still a very stylized game. It was nowhere near realistic graphics. So like, I never got that complaint. It was also still tons of humor. Like, It was toned down. It was not as over-the-top. But it was nowhere near a realistic game. I have not played this video. And I would notice because I'm probably the person outside of Insomniac who has played this game the most. I finished it like four times or so. Wow. Because I bought that game right before I moved into a new apartment and I didn't have internet for a month. So what the fuck am I supposed to do besides playing Fuse all the time? <laughs> I feel all like, yeah, the there's time. something else you could have done with that time. Without internet? What? Uh, not play how, Fuse. How the fuck do you play League of Legends without the internet? How, do you, how the fuck do you play League of Legends? I'm asking because I don't that's know. A good, that's a good comment. I don't know what items to buy. Is there is uh, that one game with uh, with with your country's proudest son that got delayed a few times? Oh, the Duke, obviously. I mean, you, you cannot you cannot <laughs> talk you, can, you can't talk about delays, right? Oh man, huh? Okay, so this is the third example. Then, so we said there's there's quality. Yeah. There is strategic reason, yeah. reasons. Yeah. Feature creep. Duke Nukem, yeah, feature, Duke, yeah, feature Duke, creep. Yeah. Duke, Star Citizen, feature creep. I imagine being in the meeting where they're like, look, all right, look, we got a delay. Uh, we're not meeting our core features. And they're like, well, what core features are you talking about? It's like, well, uh, we've got it so Duke can fish poop out of the toilet, but he can't write on the walls with it yet. And, I, I, you know, it's just not triple A. But I wasn't, uh, with uh, uh, the Duke, it wasn't only a feature creep because it changed uh, the, the general It changed style. everything. It changed Didn't they go so through much around that game. Like engine reworks a couple uh, yeah, times? Yeah, yeah. I mean... Essentially what happened there, what, what's the name? George Broussard? Yeah. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Essentially what people said that every time a big game came out, George Broussard would come into your office like, dude, have you seen this shit? We gotta do this. Like, Half-Life, man, look at like this world building, like all the physics, we gotta do this, man. Like Half-Life 2, whoa, like all the physics guys, like, whoa, Unreal 2, man, the graphics, we gotta change that engine. So that's supposedly what happened, like to the point where some people jokingly said like they were thinking about like just if there's a way to prevent him from playing video games. Because <laughs> every time he played something that looked better or had a cool feature, next day would be in the office, like, yo, we gotta do this, we gotta switch to that engine, we gotta make this in our game. Replace all video games with Duke Nukem 3D. Yeah, so um yeah, like it, it was, it was very, very ill-advised feature creep. It was engine changes. It came out. That's incredibly rare, though. That level. It of came out madness. like three console generations later or something. Yeah. That's, so yeah, obviously. How, how long was, the, was the, the credits? It's half an hour, right? I mean, you know, as a Ubisoft employee, I can't joke about that. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's that's because <laughs> that's because we are legion. But I mean. I wonder <laughs> like how watchdogs. anyone ever managed to go that far to see the credits in that game. A lot sure of people did. No, bad. there was articles I'm, about I'm, that because I'm planning to finish the game this year. Like I'm currently Duke, the Duke. I've I've this year Holy so shit. far I've finished Half Life Two in both episodes. I'm currently playing for the first time in my life. Uh-huh. Forgive me because I'm German. I'm for the first time in my life I'm playing Quake Two right now. Oh what? 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 For, what is it? Being German for excuse? Wow. Because it was not available anywhere in shops. Instead of Marcel's regrets, Wait. we should we should have a segment called Marcel's crimes. Marcel's like what the fuck? 
How can it be that with uh, uh, back back in the days with being on every weekend on LAN parties, we all the time played Quake Two with the will there's a way Marcel. Marcel went to I a said, different. I said, I said it was not legally relevant stores. That's all I said. Marcel went to a. No, a, it was no, no legally. Now legal he is out is himself as a criminal. It's a different thing if you're allowed to promote a game or if you're allowed to sell it under the shelf, which is not illegal. You're just not allowed to put it onto no, no, the no, shelf no. in the store. But Quake was was further than that. I think. Oh, no. international. Sure. I, I, I believe it was. Listen, Marcel went to a different LAN party. It was in Canada. You wouldn't know her. <laughs> to be honest, our LAN parties were 99% Counter-Strike. Okay. Sometimes a little bit Quake 3, sometimes a little bit UT. Uh, um, not, not for a while, Return to Castle Wolfenstein, but almost exclusively but before I Before I get back to the, the game we were talking about, uh, are you playing the, uh, the RTX version of Quake 2 or just regular aspects? What am I, a pleb? Yeah, yeah. What am I a pleb? Plays Quake twenty years. Got it. Um, but but uh, no. The problem also, to uh, to, to Which say problem? many. I know. Yeah, yeah, there are many different problems. To to many say fold. that uh, that the Duke Nukem credits aren't famous though is is erroneous, right? Because they they had the open credits call, and then I'm sure there's articles out there. I can I'm, I'm picturing the Kotaku headline in my head where it's like Duke Nukem credits are 37 minutes long because everybody worked on this. I should have tried to get in the Duke Nukem credits. But you know what I have to say, like if, in that defense, in the defense of that, mm. at least credit. at least they fucking put people in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like like that, that's one thing that's horrible in the games industry that a lot of studios like as soon as you stop stop working something you don't get in credits. That's super childish. Oh, wouldn't wouldn't so super, no, super imp- unprofessional. Not gonna not gonna comment on that. Uh, right. I, I wish everyone the best of success. It, it has happened to the most handsome of us, it not has. me. Yeah, the second most handsome of us. <laughs> Give me more. You got more famous uh, delays? Well, I mean, like delay, you know, the, the question is always when does something count as a delay? Is it only a delay if a release date was communicated? No. Because obviously, for example, Cyberpunk yes. is coming out over eight years after it was announced. Yes, it, it, a delay only counts when there's a release date yeah. announced, right? Otherwise, you know, you, there's nothing to delay. I agree. What if the release date is my hat cannon? Also not real. Uh, okay. Just like all those times you play, your memories of playing Quake Two as a young man with with Sam Lake. With Sam, Sam Lake, at a he was party. there. I'm so proud of you, Marcel. You're like a son to me. <laughs> Thanks, Sam Lake, Dad. <laughs> um, so yeah, what what I mean? Yes, obviously, we already talked briefly about uh, Final Fantasy 13 versus becoming Final Fantasy. Like it got delayed so much, it skipped an entire number and changed its. It name. went from 13 to 15. Oh. So I have a, I have a question that I've been meaning to yeah, ask you about up. delays. Um, What's, what, what was super interesting to watch is you predicted a lot of these delays. Mm. How do you do that? Aside from people in other studios straight up telling you, <laughs> what do you look for when you think a game's going to get delayed? Uh, well, I'm a genius, first of all. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So step one, be a genius. Release windows. Like, for example, something that's coming out in April is, I think, has a far higher chance than something that comes out in November being delayed. I, I, like in November, I know why, like, but you should tell people why. Uh, because again, you're like November is like that. As we said, it's that sweet spot. You want to, you, when you, if you have a big game, you really, really want to be out. Then you want to be there for Christmas everywhere else in the world. Mm-hmm. You want to be out for Thanksgiving in the U.S. Yeah. Um, so that I think having a game coming out like a big game at that prime window. Yeah. Getting that delayed with your publisher, good luck. Something like coming out in April or so, you say, hey, we need a little bit more time. I think you have a far higher chance to get that to get a delay approved because you know it's it's not that so, prime okay. window. Like here, you can really argue like the difference that the quality can make. Um, it's also things, of course, like if there is a suspicious lack of news about a game, like if there's no new marketing beats, no trailers, or something that maybe gets you, gets you wondering if it's really before release window. If you don't yeah, know, like that, we haven't that, heard about this, yeah. that makes you wonder if it's really going to come out. Then um, obviously, if if the latest showings were a little bit shaky. You know, if it's stuff like where you hear or like if there's an open beta or something, uh, uh, people like you hear negative reactions or even like, you know, positive feedback in the sense of like, this game could be really good with a little bit more polish. Obviously, there's something that, that studios look at, right? And like, the thing is always, if, if a game is a trash heap, it's probably harder to get a delay for it than this game is good, but like, like a little I see bit something more polished, yeah. two more months, so yeah. this could be fantastic. I think it's much easier than rather than like uh, this is a trash, like this is a dumpster fire. Like, can we have two more years to make it into something that works? 
Oh, I was every time we think of dumpster fire, we point at you. I see. Yeah, I, can't I help see it. how it is. Yeah. Uh, so, how much truth is there to the rumor of the April release date being a placeholder for the fiscal year, and therefore not to be too counting on April release dates? Yeah, I mean, it's it's probably true. Like uh, when you hear, yeah, something something that comes into, into April, you have a lot more freedom because it already missed your last finance year, right? Right. And at that point, you essentially have twelve months. Yeah. for that game to come out and still be within that finance year. Yep. Right. So that, that makes a lot of sense, yeah. Uh, I, I don't think it's like an intentional thing that where you say from, this, from the get-go, but like obviously it is, it is a clear message to your stakeholders if you date, a, because you know, it happens like once, once a generation that a, that, a, that a major game gets pushed forward, right? Sure. Like it's always delays. Yeah. So if you say from the get-go it's coming in April, it's a clear message, we're missing this finance year, and then you have a lot more freedom to say it's... Yeah. You know, next year we have twelve a twelve month window to, to, to come out because the last one we already missed. Because that's some of the classic the classic stuff. Like if something has a March release date, be careful because they're just it's, trying to get it out on yeah, the books. Obviously, it's trying to come out on, on that. Finance. If something has an April release date, it's like they couldn't for sure pin it into into that year, and they they oh, safely well, no, written like it off. They, yeah. they, they they clearly knew they could not get into the right. finalized. Yeah, right, so right. yeah, in that sense, yeah, it makes sense that you you. Pe- Put April and then you can always delay. So how many no. games were coming out in April this year? Uh, just one. Before just all the delays? Cyberpunk. It was Cyberpunk. It was, and it was everything was coming out in March. Everything, as yeah. we mentioned, of course, yeah. like, you know, like last uh, last last couple last of weeks of the finance year is when you uh, when you want to get your shit out. Um, one thing that I always found interesting, so as Basti mentioned, the, the project that we are currently working on uh, got delayed last year. I think we had six weeks delay, I believe, right? Mm, End of February yeah. to April 60th. Yeah, like six weeks delay. You guys really fucked up. Uh, yeah. Well, Basti did. This, this, this uh, dumpster <laughs> fire dumpster right dumpster fire here. over here. No, what I find... Basti's full. What I find quite... I mean, that's what I've been telling people for a long time. Mm-hmm. I was like, look, Eve... You know Busty, he's he's a dumpster fire. We just need more time. It was like, yeah, that makes sense. I don't even work on y'all's project, and I've been saying the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Unified message is important. Uh, um, what what I always find interesting, like sometimes, so I have to say, like the vast, vast, vast majority of our community was super supportive. Like they were like, hey, it's yeah. great that you're taking this time. There were a few people, which is always interesting, that that get angry, and they were like, "Hey, you know, uh, this is like how this is such a you're showing such a clear lack of respect for your community you're, by delaying the game." To me now. And that's amazing to me because you mentioned before, like you know, a lot of people ignore ignore what makes the world go round, which is money, and like delaying games depending on you like how long it is and the size of the team costs a shit ton of money. Yeah. So like that that people yeah. you like have this like you you, it, it's a sign of like lacking respect towards where I'm thinking. Dude, like this company is again. I'm not talking about our game now, but like you know, like one of these big AAA games with hundreds of people. That's a couple million dollars. Yeah, they're deciding not and to take any your delay, pre-order money. Any yeah. delay, but, but is, you, is you, a six, uh, sorry, a seven-figure number very likely? And you people then bitching like, like what? what world? Hold on a second. What do you mean? Maybe maybe you don't feel like it. You're not just like you know what community. You can wait a little bit more because ah, ah no, we're not feeling it. Yeah, I mean that's that's another industry secret is that uh, is that a lot of uh, studios hate their communities and do yeah. that on purpose. Yeah. No, um, yeah, you're right. I mean, I think I think people misinterpret. Let me introduce you to Busty's new studio, Dumpster Fire Games. Dumpster Fire Games. Oh, uh, they've got six games announced. They've all been delayed. Great logo. He's already registered. wanted to kickstart something. He's currently registering on the name on his phone. I mean, yeah, like that's that's the thing where you can. Once again, you can pick apart a lot of internet vitriol where, where people will not look at the, where people won't look at the catch. You know, it's and, like and, and, you know, it's, it, there's the flip side. I just just look at it from one side. The other side, of course, is again like shit costs a lot of money. You know, if you have a couple of hundred people working on your team, that's a couple of million. Yeah. Uh, but then you also have people, as we saw in our community, were like, you know, that's super fine. We're also fine if you delay the game like half a year or like full a year. Like, like what, do whatever you feel is right. You know, just delay the game. It's it's okay with us. And we're like. You're being very generous with uh, our publisher's money right there. Because <laughs> that's a lot of money. And you have another aspect when, when you, as an example, you have six or maybe even like three months of delay. 
then people turning around it's like mm, yeah but if you have the extra time you can make sure that this feature gets added to the game or that you make sure that you have this content which yeah. is our plans like guys do, do, do I mean that's that's another but that, that also happens uh, within studios you know yeah. like oh with this time yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and that, that that's why that's why I think it was important to mention the feature creep thing because like like the first thing even game teams will think of where they're like, oh man, we got a little bit extra time. Maybe we yeah. can sneak this in here, and it's it's really uh, sometimes hard for people to say no. We're just gonna polish this, and you know, that, yeah. I guess that's the option. Take for example something like you know, like like um, like Cyberpunk. So it was delayed. Now it was supposed to come out in April, so three months before release. Yeah, they're not gonna add any new features or anything. No, right? it's it's purely gonna be polishing this. And well, I, uh, working I, people to the bone. Yeah, so I think they, they also uh, announced that their workers were only going to be fed the remains of anybody who, who passed out during production. Um, but I'm not sure about the details on that. I don't think that counts as feature creep. I'm sure Busty is super excited for that game to eventually come to Xbox Game Pass in a couple of years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Feel bless. I think like he's only like a year or so away from taking that stance of like if the game is on the Xbox Game Pass, I'm not going to play it. You think that's that's where where Massey's going? I ordered, I ordered the pre-ordered the limited edition collector's edition, so one twenty-seven seventy. The one uh, with the bike? Yes. I I was fucking unable to get it. Look, anywhere. I was unable to get it for my Xbox, so I pre-ordered it for PlayStation, which means I will at release buy it again on Xbox. And would have a spare copy of the PlayStation version because I just want to keep the limited edition stuff. This is a fucking tragedy. That he's not playing on PC, I know, right? This, we're going to do an episode on pre-orders. I don't do that usually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Suspicious. I very rarely do pre-orders these days. Because I, I, back in the day I did a lot because I bought a ton of collector's editions. I barely buy collector's editions anymore. And if you're just buying physical, uh, sorry, digital, then it doesn't matter if you buy it a day before release or because it still what, what could bonuses. be running out. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, to tie it in, I do. Uh, I did like that. Whatever that account was where they kept showing their, uh, their EB Games Duke Nukem pre-order from oh, yeah, how many yeah, times yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, delayed yeah. game actually went up for sale hmm. and you could put money down on that. Good times. Yeah, I think these days stuff like that is more formal because, like, it really it only happens after, like, it's more centralized. Like, the the publisher gives out the information, then it gets goes up. But back then, I remember the wildest things, like like games being rumored about, and then your next day, like a shop and you see would start selling it. You're like, yeah, this game we heard it's gonna come out. Like, just give us your money now, and you'll get it whenever. Yeah, five ten bucks, why not? So yeah, so that was. I think we've delayed delayed the end of this for long enough, Marcel. Have we? Mm Hmm. Um, so yeah, any what, what's what's your after like we've we went really like deep into this. We had I feel like a a very honest heart to heart. Yeah, about Busty's Trump the dumpster fire. Trumpster fire. Trumpster. What? I mean, your country is a, tr- is a trumpster. I like how fire, he no didn't offense. object at all. We call him a fucking straight up dumpster fire for for twenty minutes. We know whatever. The minute we say Trumpster fire, like, how dare you? Well, he's Trump. It's the worldwide so. Yeah, any, any party, again, like, you know, from your perspective as usually the guilty party, Richard, let's, let's be very With clear here, guilty, if, yeah. if games are delayed, it's usually production's it's my fault, fault. Yeah. No, it's not your fault, but you're probably the guys who make the call to like, hey, we should try to get an extension well, for one of the great things about out, right? One of the great things about working in production is that you can be totally disingenuous about stuff, so we'll totally say that it's our fault, and then, you know, whenever we're talking to somebody above us, it's, it's your fault. It's Basti's fault. I mean, producers, basically, if uh, things turn sour, it's your fault. If uh, everything turns out great, nobody talks about you anymore, right? I mean, you know, like you, could say, you could say the same about, uh, about community management or development yeah. or, or marketing as well. Um, that's true. It's usually marketing's fault. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I mean, I think, I think I would urge, like, because usually I try to, try to wrap things up in a consumer-facing sort of way. I mean, if you're thinking that a game is delayed... Uh, as a kind of snub or a a weird thing, it, it's almost certainly not. Uh, somebody's thinking about cash somewhere. Somebody's thinking about uh, their their studio reputation, their teams. You know, nobody wants to work on something for three years and then shit the bed when they could have used yeah. a couple months to fix it. I mean, there's a lot of factors in it, but they're usually for for a good reason. So, you know. Play other games until Cyberpunk comes out. You'll be okay. But there's no games. Stop. This is besides Quake Two and Duke Duke Forever, of course. 
I'm going to play those, I guess. You could play Bulletstorm. It's got Duke Nukem in it. Yeah, well, I, I, I played Bulletstorm. I finished it. And play through the library of over 100 brilliant games you can get there. This has to, we are not getting paid for this. Wait. We're not, but how do you know that he's not actually getting paid uh, for this? I can tell. I mean, he's getting suspicious. Getting yeah, no, how do you is. know that he's mm. not getting like his 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 fill money every month, every week even? We'll have to check. We'll have to watch. What about you guys? What are your closing thoughts? I mean, to be fair, like Busty's, I'm not sure yet, but Busty's Dumpsterfy Studios may not be the worst studio Phil has ever acquired. Yeah, a, a Microsoft Studio dumpster fires. Marcel's shooting shots at the end of this. So my opinion is, I think. Um, the narrative, especially for for very very hyped games, is often nowadays more. Oh yeah, it's great. Take the time you need than it was back in the days where it was more like oh. How yeah, could I, th- I think you? it's kind of a little bit like you know. I, th- I think the more shitty releases there are, like really where something yeah. is busted, the more people <laughs> get supportive yeah. of the idea of delaying yeah. games, right? So which is good in general, um, but also like when people are getting mad or angry about this kind of like stuff. Seriously, there's so many games and so much stuff out there. Hey, just in general, just, just don't take your vacation, your precious vacation. Here, here's a day. yeah. Who would do that? Who would do that? Like seriously, guys. Both of you people do that, but um, here's a. Uh, Here's just a just the last a, time I took a day off was for the release of the Xbox One. I believe no, maybe for Destiny. Sometime I can't remember. Anyways, yeah. So you're saying that you take so much time off for new releases that you can't remember which specific instance. No, I just have I a lot of time to take off because I work very hard. Just, just in general, uh, don't don't uh, stop getting mad at the internet. Sure. Stop getting mad Relax. on the internet. If you find yourself getting mad on the internet, stop playing Overwatch. Chill out a little bit. Wow, I feel super subtweeted right now. Uh, oh, sorry. I didn't. At the same time, there's also something like as much as I love to get support from players when you're a developer or whatever, right? Uh, at the same time, I have the feeling like, especially Cyberpunk. I mean, we made a lot of jokes in this episode about that already, but um, then this kind of like over fan hype them is like, oh yeah, so amazing. You are, you guys are awesome. Thank you for delaying that game. And this is so great. And I love that you put so much passion into that to delay to make it even better and ensure that. So yeah, that usually means still, if delays are sometimes really good for a product, that still means at the end of a, of a production cycle, you realize, oh, we need more time. And, and often, in many, many cases, that means overtime or even crunch. So um, like find a healthy balance. Be okay with something, but that does not mean that, that someone is like a godlike for you or a savior for delaying his own game. The, mm. the, they were so generous to delay their own game to ensure that we all have a good quality and a good experience. Like this is also something weird. Everything is always so extreme. Yeah, I think that's something we didn't touch on, but like obviously delays, well, well, people are often happy. You, know, like you can be happy that you have more time because you see this game that I've invested a lot of time on with a little bit more polish could really, really shine. At the same time, for example, I saw the other day when this whole discussion came up with Cyberpunk, uh, a gentleman saying on Twitter that he, he worked, I think, on GTA V. Mm-hmm. It was delayed twice, so he said they were essentially for one and a half years in release crunch mode yeah. for six months, and then it's like, oh, the game that get delayed six months, so that's six more months of like, crunching as if the game was coming out right now. But and then, again, so like, you know, that can be, it can also be quite devastating. But if you, if you pre-order Cyberpunk now, they will send you the bones of one of their fallen developers as a collector's edition. So I mean, Busty's collector's edition. I didn't get one. That's why Busty ordered it twice, because he knows oh, yeah. people that work there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, we, we are only partially serious. And I think we're all looking forward no, to summer fun. It's, it's food for food for thought. I mean, think about what, it. What's wrong with your knees? This don't, is terrifying. Don't break, look, man. All right, I've been through some some. Cr- <laughs> I got delayed, good, delayed, delayed, uh, delayed uh, knee knee um, degeneration. That's the name of my new band. What what's wrong? Uh, that sounds like grunge. Grunge is dead, man. Just like my fucking knees. Very good. So if people want to talk to you about your knees and how you, when, you, when your new Grunge album is coming out on Twitter, how could they do that, Richard? They can hit me up at, uh, at Captain Crunch, no delays. Um, it's a chat about Serial and Cyberpunk. Very nice. Basti, if people want to talk to you about Dumpster Fire Studios and our Xbox Game Pass, obviously. So if you want to get your latest Xbox Game Pass recommendations, at Bastian Thun, T-H-U-N, you're welcome. Thanks, and uh, as always, if you want to express your condolences to me that I had to put up with these gentlemen for a whole hour, uh, you can do so on Twitter at com underscore Raven. Yes, Richard? I'm just, you know, look, 
I'm just going to say this because I don't know. I don't follow the twi- the Twitter sphere. I don't Ooh. get on the Twitter. Yes, yes. I do. But if anybody, anybody want to fucking at me, you know, they they can send a mail to projectilelunchcast at podbean.com. No, I'll read it's your mail. projectilelunchcast at gmail.com. The, the, the pro- yeah, subscribe at projectilelunchcast. Shut up. Subscribe at projectilelunchcast at podbean.com. Send Not me. at dots. God damn it. Say the email address. You can send us an email to projectilelunchcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us uh, on uh, projectilelunchcast.podbean.com. It's almost like I do this for a living. It's great. You email me. I'll read that email on the podcast. I'll fucking do it. Yeah, test me. You're, you're actually doing that for a living so much, so we should talk about uh, our KPIs for that podcast after that recording. Yeah. Well, first of all, uh, last of all, uh, we, of course, once again want to express our gratitude to the ingenuity of uh, Sam Lake mm-hmm. and also of Todd Howard, who we're three weeks into a year, still nothing bad has happened with Bethesda. Nothing has surfaced. That counts. Still counts. Old school. Yeah, old school. We the old school. Yeah, old school. Been getting that money for a girl sweet as honey. Got me some roses and a little bling. I knocked on her door, she said, What you waiting for?